0: That's weird, we haven't done it for ages. I mean and yeah. the and the podcast.
1: Hey. Hey.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex. I am a stinking old movie grouch. And here with me to show me the error of my ways, it's Blake.
1: Hi, how you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm good. You alright?
1: Yeah, thanks, I'm good. Bit good. chilly. Bit chilly? Bit chilly, but I put a jumper on, some socks on. So this is because
0: be I'm mean and I haven't put the heating on. No, it's, it's fine. It's like living with Ebenezer Scrooge.
1: Mm. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, <That> it's exactly <laughs> yeah. the same.
0: So it has been a hot minute since we last did a podcast. Yeah,
1: life's been a bit manic since since we last recorded one, isn't it? Yeah, so um,
0: if you listen to the last episode, you know that, uh, or you heard us say that we were getting a dog. Yeah. And at the end of the last episode, I think we said that we would answer the question whether it's easy to record a podcast with a dog. And the answer is... No. No, it's not. No. So if you haven't listened to us before, uh, we are Movie Grouch and Fanboy. And this is the podcast where we watch a film that I have avoided watching uh, for very stupid reasons. And then we have a chat about it and we find out whether my preconceived ideas are valid or yeah. whether they're just a bag of old yeah, shite.
1: That's a good way to talk about it. Yeah. It. yeah. Before
0: we get into the film, we have a little chit chat about what we have been watching, because sometimes we watch stuff separately. We've watched a lot recently.
1: Oh, uh, Like, weirdly, what having a dog has allowed us to do is to watch TV shows as opposed to movies when he's on his rest. Yeah. yeah. So we've, like, the time together whilst we've got an hour, like, basically he's kind of like an hour and a half schedule in theory, isn't he? He's yeah. awake for an hour and a half, sleep for an hour and a half. So it's actually yeah, we've just caned some TV, haven't we?
0: Yes. So anything stand out. We've and we've watched a lot of stuff together. So
1: yeah, well we've pretty much only watched stuff together. Yeah. So we finished the crown, all of it. We then watched Alice in Borderlands.
0: You're missing one. Am I? Mmm. We did Cobra Kai.
1: Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> how oh can my you god, that was Cobra so no, I forgot how good that was. <laughs> Cobra Kai. So okay, we finished the Crown, we watched Cobra Kai. Then we watched Earth and with just and we finished Mandalorian yesterday, <gasps> so we're totally up to speed on Mandalorian because we you what you didn't watch the first series.
0: I hadn't seen it, any of it.
1: I I watched it as it came out each week last year, and I was like, I bet it's gotta watch this. Like we finally got around to sitting down together and getting it on and yeah you love it as much as well most people that like it
0: oh it's so good i lost my shit at the end though um
1: yeah no spoilers
0: started crying
1: no spoilers sobbed like a baby just in case anyone hasn't watched it yet yeah
0: yeah but it's very good you're in for a treat yeah you're in
1: for a treat Um, so that's what we've been watching any what's been your favorite
0: i've actually managed to watch some things separate of you when uh when i've been crafting and stuff okay so i tend to watch like all the girly things that you probably won't Enjoyed so much so I started watching uh Love Life I finished that last night and that's on BBC iPlayer at the moment uh, and it's got Anna Kendrick in it and it's a really really great show
1: is Anna Kendrick good in it
0: she is really good
1: because I've only seen her in the first Pitch Perfect I've not seen the other two and I don't know a lot about her I don't pay much attention to her because it's it seems like she does like a lot of she's done a few animations voice work so I've always seen her. oh she's
0: in Trolls you love Trolls
1: I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare tarnish my good name. Um, so I'm interested to know if she's actually like. Yeah. Okay, not that I don't expect her to be a good actress, but knowing very little about her movie career, yeah, ish, she plays, like it's it's quite a serious thing, isn't it?
0: It, it kind of is, but she, I think she gets cast in a lot of like quirky roles. Yes. She is quite quirky. Yes. But it just the the character development it it was. She plays a, a character called Darby Carter and it it was just somebody that you would want as a friend. Like from when she was quite young and she was just having like these random hookups and all the rest of it. She, there, there's some real character growth in, in everybody actually. Kind of a little bit hipsterish, but I quite, I quite like that in my TV cool. show sometimes. Awesome. So I've watched that. I've also started watching Drag Race. Oh my God, it's Drag Race Overload because season 13 has started in the US. And also we've got the UK second series, which is incredible. To my eternal shame, I don't know much about the drag drag scene in the UK. And some of the queens that they've got are really, really strong. So I think it's going to be a really cracking series. Awesome. And I've also started watching Life, which is on BBC, but I quite like... Having these drama series that tend to be on the BBC, I tend to put them on while I'm crafting. So it's just nice to have something to listen to and watch while yeah. I'm doing bits and pieces. Oh, so that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. How is the basketball going? Because I haven't watched any basketball. Well, but you've uh, watched a couple of games. I've watched.
1: I'm, I don't obviously I can't watch as much as I want, but the, yeah, it's looking great. It's it's weird to have it start because obviously Christmas. the pandemic. It's a weird start time, but they want to try and get back on schedule. So But yeah, no, the the it's been great. I'm definitely an advocate of. Having less stuff around the court, like less people, yeah. Because I think they go harder because oh. there's less worry of injury because they have people sat so close all around the court. Yeah. I think landing when you're when you're an insane athlete like a lot of these guys are, maybe you hold back. And I think not having the court so surrounded has done is definitely benefited that's, the product.
0: That's really interesting because one of the guys I work with has been he follows NFL and NBA. Mm. Um, and he so was do what, saying, I was well, right. no, I know, but oh, not that he follows, shouldn't. yeah, right. <laughs> Marrying you, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. He was saying that he really misses the fans yeah. in the NBA, but, but doesn't mind yeah, it with NFL. Yeah,
1: I feel exactly the same.
0: But you've just said that you don't mind. No, I, I mean,
1: no, I think the sport benefits from having less people around the court. Oh, around the court. Okay. But sorry. It, it, the fan atmosphere is missed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's actually like
0: going to fuck up our plans, isn't it? If we go to the States, I mean, like, are we going to be able to go to games? Well, we're not going to go into hope. it's all
1: normal anyway. Let's
0: hope this happens. Yeah. That's enough. yeah, anyway, it's quite a lot of waffling. That is quite a lot of waffling.
1: On with the content. <laughs> we watched 1983's comedy classic, Trading Places.
0: Yeah, we did. Didn't we? Yeah, so, let's have a chat about it, shall we? Yeah, we will
1: in a minute. Let's just do my, like, oh, yeah. scores, scores and the doors, Miss Ford. Scores and the doors, Miss Ford, and a little review that I found on Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought was quite funny. Oh, yeah. So, on IMDb, out of 10, it is
0: 7.5. Okay.
1: Critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, 88%, and audience score is 85%. So, quite high. The review I found, it was difficult to find one that was really funny. So I just thought one that was quite funny because it just, well, I'll tell sort of why I find it funny. The, the review has given it three and a half stars. It said, I thought it was pretty good, especially for an 80s movie. Eddie Murphy was really good. The story isn't super complex at all, but I was entertained all the way through. Now, the reason that I picked that one was because I thought it was good for an 80s film. It's not like they only started making films in the eighties and they were still fairly new here. Like classics go way back, mate. That's so that's why I picked that because I was just like oh you I, I just thought it was really funny.
0: The synopsis: An upper-class commodities broker and a poor street hustler cross lives when they are unwittingly made the subject of an elaborate bet to test how each man will perform when their life circumstances are swapped.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what stopped you from seeing this movie in the past?
0: I didn't really want to see it. It sounded boring. <laughs>
1: okay. It sounded boring? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just on the title alone?
0: Yeah. They swap lives. Madcap hilarity on shoes. What more do you need to know? <laughs> <It> sounds brilliant. <laughs> That's because you're easily pleased. Sat there giggling away like a...
1: <laughs> Simpleton. Like I will, yeah. Sign, <laughs> sign up for that film every time it's made. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so... Given that, then I can pretty much guess what this is going to be—the answer. The answer is going to be to this. What was your preconceived idea of this film?
0: That people swapped lives. No way. It was one extreme to the other, and Jamie Lee Curtis was being a prostitute. I mean, in the film, not in real life.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Right And So yeah, well, that was quick and easy. Um, I,
0: I'm going to save you some time. I think this whole episode is going to be pretty quick and easy.
1: Opening scene set up.
0: Opening scene set up. Yeah, it kind of did what it needed to do. Kind of told you what you needed to know. Brothers Randolph and Mortimer Duke own a commodities brokerage firm and have opposing views on nature versus nurture. So they make a wager and conduct an experiment switching the lives of two people living at extreme ends of the social scale they use their managing director lewis winthorpe iii and street hustler billy ray valentine played by dan Aykroyd and eddie murphy respectively the dukes frame winthorpe as a thief and drug dealer and philanderer by clarence beaks who's one of their employees winthorpe is is fired and loses everything he meets prostitute ophelia who's jamie lee curtis who agrees to help him in exchange for cash. Okay, cool. So that's pretty much... Yeah. It does romp along at a rollicking good pace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that word. Yeah, it rollicking. does. It's
1: Yeah, it kind of gets going quite quickly and introduces you to the leads quite quickly. Yeah,
0: Valentine is installed in Winthrop's house and gets its job. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of like, I think that's like the first bit of the story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for really? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a fan that pork belly was mentioned so often because I'm vegan.
1: All right. <laughs> Typical vegan uh, Yeah I know I wasn't happy I'm vegan Tell everyone
0: His girlfriend Penelope She was a She was a bitch was 12, And I thought yeah. Like there was a um A comment Or a, a statement That he made Where they're talking about was They're engaged And talking about getting married And he says We're going to make A great couple So it's very clear That he doesn't think they make a great couple now.
1: Yeah, they're going to achieve that. They're going that. to achieve so that have status. a goal to achieve, yeah.
0: I don't really have an awful lot to say about it. I, In terms, I, like, the opening scene, I knew what the story was, I knew where it was going, yeah. I knew the characters, that's it, okay, really. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, so in that case then, so story I can plot as it unfolds and goes along in the middle of the film.
0: Okay, Winthorpe crashes a Christmas party and tries to plant drugs in Valentine's desk because he's realised that What's he's kind of stolen his job and all the rest of it. Um, and he goes a bit nuts. At the same party, Valentine overhears some comments from the Duke brothers about the wager for a dollar. They want to return Valentine to the streets... Because basically they can't have a black man in charge of their, as their managing director. So once he hears that, he seeks out Winthorpe, who has in the meantime attempted suicide, to tell him what's going on. Uh, Winthorpe recovers very quickly and Valentine and he decide to get even. So they fall into an attempt by Clarence Beaks, who's the Duke's employee, to transport a US Department of Agriculture leaked report on orange crop forecasts. They realise that the Dukes will use the report to corner the market on frozen concentrated orange juice. I mean, doesn't that sound beautiful?
1: It's uh, yeah.
0: Frozen concentrate orange juice just sounds fucking disgusting. Yeah. But I think that's like the middle of the film, isn't it? They yeah. They kind of realise yeah, what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I think to do something yeah, like that it.
1: is the middle of the film, and yeah, it's not super complex, is it? Let's be it's honest. Not. It's quite, it's quite a clear cut plot.
0: But I think it's a really good example of an eighties movie. Oh, massively. It's because they weren't super complex, were they? No. They were just sort of... No. Well... Um, I mean, not not all... Comedies
1: weren't, no. I would say. Maybe. Because I
0: don't, I don't think you've got time to kind of fit in backstory and all the rest of no. it. I think if you're watching a comedy, you're watching it because you want to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. And you want something that's going to make um, you feel happy. Yeah, definitely.
1: Closing scenes at the end of the movie. They...
0: I would just like to say... Oh, yeah. I am... There's two things that I want to bring up in that middle bit. Winthorpe's acceptance of the bet was daft because he was basically angry that they'd done that to him. He got angry about the wrong thing because actually what's really shocking is the fact that two middle-aged white guys feel that they can just meddle around with these people's lives and actually...
1: Well, it's more about their their, their power than yeah. who who they are, isn't it? That's it's true. not that they're middle aged white guys. It's, well they are middle aged white guys. Yeah, but that, that, that that's not relevant. And they're rich. It's their power and their sway of who they think they are.
0: But I would say in today's society, if you look at who wields the power and particularly the, the things the social money. issues It's money yeah. that wields the power. The social issues that have come to light recently. It's yeah, it's yeah, certain... yeah.
1: But it's like it's never changed. Money rules all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was just all of a sudden like committing suicide and then, oh, right, okay, well, let's get even then. Let's get even because they've done this to me. Let's not get even because they're racist. Okay. I mean, I might be looking at this a little bit too (laughs) in-depth.
1: I think so. But But I
0: think think this is the problem. God, who is it? Somebody was watching something the other day. I was listening to people talking about a film that they'd watched with their kids that was set in the 80s. And the kids just sat there and just went, "Why is everybody so racist and horrible? Or well, why is everybody so sexist? Or all the rest of it?" So, yeah. I think this is the problem. You're watching a film in the '80s, yeah. And I still would have known that the language used in that film, if I'd watched it when I was a kid, I still would have known that that was you. You just don't say those things, yeah, because that's not. But like, that's not polite. It's not right behavior.
1: It's what we've got to remember. Is like every like language is language it's always going to be there like you can't change the fact i know that this language is used and still is used but the beautiful thing is we can combat that with better language
0: this makes no sense right Watching that film in the '80s as a kid, you would still—I would still have known that that language was unacceptable. So actually, if I'm judging it by today's standards, yeah, there's no issue. But like,
1: because the, it's but you've still got to look at the context of the language being why it's being used. It's to paint the two guys as bad people. Yeah, they're, which it, it they're, did. They're not. Which they're it they're not. They're, it's not two young kids in the street saying it for jokes. It's to paint a picture of how bad these people are. The language isn't poking fun. It's actually in context of the story. It's not. Then it's not in the film to cause offence, or what? It, it, if it is, it does cause offence because of who's using it. Yeah. It's not there for the sake of. There's a reason for it in the film. Okay. If you watch films, language is used to paint a picture, regardless of what that language is.
0: I don't feel like you're explaining like movies to me. No, here. no. But it it's, with so it's with everything. It's it's literature again.
1: It doesn't matter. Like certain things, you need to paint the story. Like, yeah, okay. You how okay. do you make two old men that are rich look really bad? You, it's not like they're going out shooting and robbing banks and stuff. So you have to do it through language. Yeah, and but then the power. language
0: wasn't the problem as well because actually, if you look at how oh yeah, but people like, of color were cast in that film, they were waiters. They like, nobody was... Yeah, but this
1: is 80s films. This is what they did.
0: Anyway, that whole thing was just suddenly like, oh, right, OK, well, I'll get even now. Right. That so he was over it. Me. So, yeah, he was over it. Very quickly. The scene that really got me, we'll talk about later on, but there is one scene that I... I just couldn't deal with. <laughs> I do you never... know what it is? <laughs> yeah, of course
1: I did. It's... <laughs> should we do... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it later. Cause... OK, cool. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, closing scenes, anyway.
0: So, basically, they swap... Uh, they hatch a plan to swap beaks's report with a forgery. Um, I mean, there's a crazy scene where they're all on a train, dressed up in fancy dress, um, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's just stupid. They go to New York with Ophelia and Coleman, who is Winthrop's butler, and they've given them uh, their life savings, which seems like a sensible thing to do, um, and they basically orchestrate for the Dukes to lose all their money through uh, trading and stocks and shares, which I don't understand. And then it's the end. Chuck in some overt racism. That's it. Story, film, yeah, done. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Cool. Okay, cool. Wicked. Okay. Fun times.
0: <laughs> you signed up for this, buddy. You know.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh, great, right. Carry on then. Come on.
1: Did you have a favourite character?
0: No, they were all... Um, the people that I did like, well, they were. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, The people that I did like were the people in the background who were rolling their eyes, like when all the the white men are all being rich and twatty. Uh, you've got like the butlers and stuff being in the background that are just kind of like, oh, god. I did also like the two guys in jail, like the guy that just went yeah all the time. He was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> because especially when they were in the bar. And Eddie Murphy's just like, oh, yeah, we're leaving now. Yeah. Back at him. <laughs> that did make me laugh. That okay, was quite
1: funny. Good. Did you have a... Okay, if you hated everyone, did you have a worse character?
0: No, all of them. Okay. Because cool. they just didn't learn anything.
1: Okay. They were well, stupid.
0: They were, they were horrible people. Okay. Um, with No, Billy Ray Valentine's character probably is the least horrible because he's dragged into it by accident. But so is
1: Winthorpe. They're not they didn't expect actually, to have their lives switched over.
0: Billy Ray Valentine's character shows the most growth because actually he understands when he gets in the job, he understands that he can't use he's got to talk differently, he's got to behave differently. And he actually
1: I think he understands the value of money as well.
0: Yeah, and actually he through street smarts and all the rest of it, he makes a really good job of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So in that sense, Billy Ray is your favourite character. He's my favourite
0: character. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then worst character, all of them, everyone else.
0: They're just none of them were really likable, were okay. they? I
1: don't know. I really liked the butler. I really liked Coleman. I thought he was really cool. Yeah. And I like got a
0: Bafta for that performance. Yeah, I
1: know. I liked Ophelia as well. I thought she's wicked. Wow. She's pretty cool to Did you have a favourite scene? The what end. was it? The end. What when they're on the beach and they've got won all the money?
0: Just the end scene. Just when it finished, I was quite relieved. I literally made a page of notes. That is all the notes that I have on this film. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight notes. Okay. That's all. That's, that's all I made. Fine.
1: So your favourite scene was for the film, the end. Okay. Did you have a worst scene?
0: You're a prick <laughs> for making me watch this film because you know exactly what is coming. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I was up, when I was up with the dog this morning, I was like, God, when we get to this bit, I'm really gonna struggle. So I have a problem with hair. Um, I like my own hair. Living with you, you wouldn't know
1: it because it's bloody everywhere.
0: <laughs> I like my own hair and I like my hair to look nice, but I cannot cope with hair stuck in things. I can't cope with, <laughs> stop laughing at me. I can't cope with hair like if I'm in the shower and there's hair between my fingers or I feel it like roll down me in the shower. It makes me feel really grim. I cannot cope with wigs. I cannot cope with anything to do with hair that is not on my body or my head. And the thought of him.
1: when well, in puts the salmon in his Santa jacket all through his beard. His Santa beard. <laughs> Your face.
0: You're an asshole because you knew. You knew damn well that that was going to set me oh, off.
1: Crikey. What's worse? Okay, which bit's the worst? The bit where he puts it in his jacket, or the bit when he gets on the bus and starts eating it—the side of salmon out of his jacket, all through his beard. has got which is milk, Which is worse? I, I
0: don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> that was the worst scene. You're an asshole. Uh-huh. Cool, okay, that's fine. you need we'll to m- buy me dinner or some flowers we'll, we'll or something to make up for that when okay. it's
1: all over? So um scoring soundtrack. Um I only really I don't like I only remember two songs that I wrote down. Um so Mates Art is the opening scene. And Jingle Bell Rock were the two songs that I recognise the most. Wow.
0: That's some extensive knowledge there, isn't it, Fanboy?
1: Well listen, I'm not uh sometimes soundtracks don't I prefer like it's weird soundtracks. I much prefer a soundtrack made for a film. This is what? Well, yeah, than music in a film. Sometimes.
0: Did you clock that Elmer Bernstein wrote the score, composed no, the music? No, I didn't. And do you know what Elmer Bernstein famously composed?
1: Elmer Fudd theme? <laughs> don't know, I don't know. <laughs>
0: uh, Magnificent Seven. Oh, shit. That's yeah. awesome. That's uh, And cool. he uses... Mozart's comic opera of Marriage of Figaro as an underlying theme for his score throughout the film. Yes, he does. But yeah. to be fair, it's not particularly memorable.
1: Okay, no, no, that's what I mean. It's like, it's a little bit... The soundtrack's wishy-washy for me. Yeah. Next up is uh, the director of the work. So, director John Landis.
0: Yeah, he's quite, a, he's quite a big name, 80s director-wise, isn't he?
1: Quite a big name. Yeah, I mean, he's responsible. So, some of my favourite films that he's done, Blues Brothers... Okay. American Whale well from London. Haven't seen it. Three Amigos. I have seen that. Class. Martin Short, Steve yeah. Martin, and Chevy Chase. Yeah, my dad um,
0: still does that film.
1: Burke James. and Hare, which is massively underrated in my opinion. I didn't think he...
0: With Simon Pegg and, and Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah. he oh, made that.
1: Wow. I th- probably his most known work will be Thriller. a the thriller me- video. Yeah. Oh wow. That. That's probably his most known. Because Thriller's is huge, isn't it? That is incredible. I yeah. love that video. Yeah, so that's what good. I mean. Um, so, so yeah, good. Bit of a legend, really. Fact, please. Okay.
0: So, Ralph Bellamy and Don Amiche... Amish. I say
1: Amici, but...
0: Amichi, Don Amici reprised their characters, Randolph and Mortimer Duke, for coming to America, which I had no idea about. Did you know that?
1: No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to dig the memory... But no, I haven't didn't. seen
0: *Coming to America* for ages.
1: It's so good, the sequel. That scene, good. That's good. That's cool. I didn't know that. Thank you very much for bringing that to my attention.
0: And also, Denholm Elliott, who played Coleman. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis both won a BAFTA for their roles.
1: There you go, magic.
0: I, do, I did think actually Denholm Elliott was pretty pretty good. Yeah, he was cool. Long suffering. I like Coleman. There. He was a pretty good character. Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you fall asleep? Right. So we put this on on. I think it's like
0: Saturday or Friday, I think we watched it. Tuesday didn't we? night.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to say, roughly. Yeah. And yes, you did fall asleep within the first 20 stop minutes. Stop it. So we'd stop it and then we finished finish it the day after. So yeah, you did, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'd do it again. Okay. I'd do it again if you made me watch this film.
1: Um, are your prejudgments correct? Yes. OK, cool. That's all you're going to have. That's all you're going to add. You're so grouchy today. Should have recorded a different day. I don't um,
0: think it would make a difference, to be fair, with this film. Okay,
1: Our final thoughts, please.
0: I hate you because you made me watch that Dirty Santa scene. I'm like, How did people not notice that he was dirty? Like, where did he get that suit from? How did people not notice that he was at the buffet? Like, he probably smelt a bit as well. I don't understand. That just makes no sense to me. Why would you want him near your food? I don't know. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. And I would have quite happily gone to my grave not watching this film.
1: Fair enough.
0: And I don't like a skinny Dan Aykroyd.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Now, could you tell me, please, Mr Fanboy, was this before or after Ghostbusters?
1: Shit. I want to say Ghostbusters was 82, if not earlier i actually didn't check i don't know i'll ask you
0: that again you reckon 82 yeah i reckon it must be later than that oh okay when was it 84 84 oh so that's the year after that so it's year after right the great thing about dan Aykroyd is that in ghostbusters he's a little bit like he just looks like a really cute giant cuddly teddy bear and he looks like he would bust a ghost and then if you're a bit upset and scared, he'd give you a really great hug. Right. Didn't get that with Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd just didn't want to hug him know, at all. No, because
1: he, he was playing a, a guy that's all about the money, isn't he? He's playing a different yeah. person. Well, I'm just saying that which I appreciate... Which is range in actor, which is what we like.
0: Well, I prefer a slightly chunkier <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. That is cool. all I'm saying. And race dance is my Dan Aykroyd. Actually, Vodka Maker Dan Aykroyd is my Dan Aykroyd
1: of choice. <laughs> that vodka is incredible.
0: Yeah, Race Dance is my is my character, my Dan Ackroyd character of choice.
1: No, that's cool. That's fine. You're allowed that. Thanks. I still really like this film. <laughs> I still think it's hilarious. I think Eddie Murphy can he, I fucking love him.
0: You see this is the thing is that I
1: I'm, I I uh, yeah, he's amazing. I'm, like,
0: mm, mm, sorry, I keep he, talking over you. He had
1: a run for however many years the In terms of a movie career that I just think not many people get like very few fortunate mm. to have a run of a career that he did for a period of time from the eighties to the early nineties and even now I think you know there's still things he's been slated later in his career but he 's still magnificent on screen he's just a bit he's just a he's bigger than a human in the in the sense that he's just captivating for me I just think he's he's hilarious he's funny he's quick he's, Oh yeah, I think he's made him. So I still like this. Yeah, it does it hasn't aged particularly well in many aspects, but it's still a funny film for me. It's still a good comedy. Oh
0: you see this is the thing, is that I Beverly Hills Cop movie franchise I could take or leave. I'm not that fussed by it. And I wonder whether, because I was only four when this came out, so I wonder whether these kind of movies that actually weren't that rude in the grand scheme of things but have like a bit of nudity and swearing and kind of adult themes and stuff wouldn't have passed my parents' movie-watching regime. So I was aware of Trading Places... I just never, I never, I think I never asked to see it because I was just sort of like, oh, they'll just say no. So, so yeah, Eddie Murphy, I can take or leave. He's he's a bit like Led Zeppelin in that I just don't get the fuss. Right. I'm I'm very sorry, but that is it. And I'm very sorry if anybody likes Led Zeppelin, but geez, I don't get it.
1: Fair enough. Hey, finally, score out of 10, please.
0: Two. (laughs)
1: Whoa, that might be the lowest yet. That is the lowest. Okay, yet. I'll go, I'm gonna go with uh six point eight.
0: You're crazy.
1: Six point
0: eight. And those it's... IMD people who've left that review are fucking crazy. Seven and a half. It's, it should be in the bin.
1: Six point eight for me. It's not it's, What? six point eight. That's what I'm giving it.
0: You're, since when did we do decimals? Always. No we haven't. Yeah we have. You can do you can do halves and you can do full. We never discussed decimals. Okay.
1: So, uh, we're doing decimals. I'm de- I'm bringing it in now, <laughs> okay. six point eight. Um, I don't like. I still find it really funny. It's not aged particularly well. It's not as funny, maybe because I know the Jake's coming. I don't know, but
0: have you seen could... it a lot?
1: Yeah, I've watched this film a lot, especially like where like when I smoke a little weed. <laughs> like this is a, kind of a go-to.
0: But doesn't that doesn't that say that you need to to have like a mind an altered mind, an altered state of mind in order to watch it.
1: No, that means if you can watch it again and again, no matter your state of mind, it's a good film. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sorry. And and I know like my friend uh, or our friend Dan, we were exchanging messages about, can we just say that people, have blown us away like our family and friends blown us away with the presents that they gave us for Christmas we got matching t-shirts oh so my brother yeah yeah
1: my brother we'll post them on the Instagram actually yeah we will my brother and uh sister-in-law and baby and baby they got us a t-shirt each with our logo on it and they got us a neckerchief for our puppy for with dog. our logo on it um and it was yeah i one of the best presents I've ever received because yeah, it, it was so unexpected and yeah. just it's really thoughtful it was just really thoughtful and
0: yeah and just, also Pete was yeah. in it Pete, Pete was in was on it as yeah, well yeah yeah um, with the designing of the logo yeah. so thank you Pete and yeah we were just it's amazing we will post some pictures we, yeah. haven't, um, we haven't done yeah. that yet. we need to yeah and then Claire and Dan with our bucket list yeah paste the movies bucket list, which, is, which really, is really really, really cool. good yeah we could do somehow it. We've
1: got, I think we should maybe do a couple of reversals just to keep it fresh because my mum okay. my mum wants to hear me more or something she said oh does she like <laughs> Oh, that right.
0: awful woman you're, you're, you're that awful woman no, you no, live with talks said all that. the time. She said, are you
1: going to swap it over? I said probably not, but we have got a couple of specials planned. So. Oh okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um,
0: that's that's your. I take that to mean. <laughs> what are we watching next?
1: Right. I was because it was on iPlayer. I was going to do Godfather, but it's not on there anymore. So I need to find out where that is available. Okay. So, but we are going to go. I'm going to say Last of the Mohicans is next. <laughs> what? Last of the Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> so we were gonna
0: go with The Godfather, but we're not. We're gonna do Last of the Mohicans now. Yeah,
1: because I need to. Yeah, just because I know that it's readily available, it's not behind a paywall. Okay. It, oh, so it's on Netflix. So. Okay. Yeah, like la- cool. the Last of the Mohicans.
0: This is a big one, isn't it? Because you, uh, this is quite a big fit, important film for you.
1: It's one of my all-time favorite soundtracks. Oh wait. Okay. Like I love the movie, but it's one of my all-time favorite soundtracks of in terms of classical music for a film. I just think it's fucking epic. Right. Thanks for that.
0: It's okay. We're done now.
1: <laughs> you are. I can tell the it's in your voice. We're done now.
0: We're done now. We're done. Stop talking about this shitty film. Uh, we've got to say a big thank you to whoever Jimmy G 1989 is. I don't know whether that is anybody that we know, but he left us a a nice review, five star review on iTunes. So thanks very much. Thanks, mate. Yeah, whoever you are. If you like what you hear, please rate, review us and share us about. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Please just take 30 seconds just to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down or tell us what you think we could do better. Um, we are open to suggestions. We don't buy any Stretch of the imagination, think we've got this perfect. Yeah, if you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie related story, tell us. Like, no one's sent one in yet. No, well,
1: might have to pull mine out of the bag.
0: To be fair, I'm having issues with the email, so
1: somebody might have sent Oh, in. yeah, so my yeah, email has been fucking so shady. Need to check
0: that out. So, actually, if you have someone in, thank you. We're just having problems with the email, which we will sort out. But anyway, if you want to send us a story for us to read out, we'll give you a little shout out in this section of the show. Yeah. And our email address is moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com. We are on social media. You can follow us at Instagram, which uh, our handle is moviegrouch and fanboypod. And on Facebook we're moviegrouch and fanboy, but we are an ampersand uh, for That's Facebook cool. and not for Insta that clear clear as mud uh, right well that's all i've got to say
1: happy with that short and sweet wasn't it we okay hope
0: you are safe and well and happy in your space in the world uh, things are going a bit crazy so please take care of yourselves please try and stay positive and yeah look after everybody around you we all kind of need some love and support in these times uh we hope you've enjoyed today's episode and we'll be back with the last of the mohicans
1: dun, dun, dun. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Consistency so. is key when you're trying to make a podcast successful, right? Absolutely. That's
0: what we're told. Absolutely. So um, yeah. Where uh, in the opening credits we briefly see a sign for a nude sex show on a theatre. I mean, I missed that. Brothers Randolph and Mortimer Duke own a commodities brokerage firm and they are racists. Uh, they have opposing views on nature versus nurture making a wage uh, and make a wager an experimental... Fuck. I really balls that up.
1: I thought it was Le Noz de... <laughs>
0: it's going to be good. Hold de, on to your hats.
1: De Beg <laughs> <Pick> your pardon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't what? know. What? I don't know. My handwriting's terrible. I can't even read it. Le hey. Noz Figolo. Eh? F-
0: I mean, it doesn't look like f- it look like it looks like though.
1: I've seen this film a lot. I find it very funny when sober. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I'm good. Thank you very much. Hi, hey, Mum. Hi, Mum. <laughs>